It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee Welcome wee to another episode of For the Good of the Game and Bruce Devlin. We've got a tremendous guest this morning. And he'd say something about something sensational about <laughs> you. And please welcome Kathy Whitworth. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Mike. How are you? Well, good. Yeah. So just I'll just let okay. you talk for a while. You could tell me about the weather or your last golf game or whatever oh. you. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't talk golf around here much anymore. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, no, it's well, it's hot and it's it's windy. And of course, I'm watching the. PGA right now, and uh, they've got a lot the same kind of wind, and um, it's really uh, it's difficult for them. I know that, and the you know the the greens always seem like they're setting up higher than uh, uh, you know they're they're elevated. You know, it's almost like a tabletop. Yeah. So they can't they try to run it up, but they can't because it's it's kind of like this, and then it levels off. So, and if they carry the green, it goes over. So <laughs> they're having a hard time. Have have you played that golf course before? No, you know I, I had an opportunity years ago, but I, I was out there once. But uh, and of course I know about it and uh, have watched it uh, over the years. But no, I, I I never did play. Yeah, we we've talked to a couple of the fellows that won there, won the PGA there. Of course we we had Dave Stockton on the program, and he talked about oh, beating okay. Arnold Palmer there. That was Arnie's sort of really last chance, real chance at winning the PGA. That was back in 1970. Um, Is that right? And then uh, Nick Price was on the show, and he won at Southern Hills in 1994. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, big fan of Nick's. He's a terrific guy. Well, all of them, really. Dave Stock, Arnie, of course. Yeah. But uh, I know it's got a lot of history. And, uh, you know, a lot of great players played there. And of course, then it's going back to Rochester next year. So yeah, right. That was always a favorite. We didn't play Oak Hill, but we played Locust Hill. And um, one of the fun things about it at Rochester is they have a uh, a hill of fame uh, on one of the hills separating the one of the uh, some of the holes there, a couple of the holes. And you and they put plaques up there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. On some of the trees, yeah. and um, and I'm on one oh. right next to Bay. Yeah, I'm right next to Bay. That's the closest I ever got to Bay. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It was really a, a nice ceremony. But Oak Hill is. Uh, I I've played it once, but um, not well. But um, it'll be fun to watch him play there too. Yeah, I was only up there as a fan back. Uh, when Curtis Strange won his second U.S. Open in a row. Oh, And I think okay. I think I was there. But, you know, they had the Ryder Cup there. Yeah. And I was there to watch a couple of days there when they had it there. That was exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Kathy, as you know, you are our first woman uh, golf professional that we're going to be interviewing. And we've got a bunch of them we're doing in the next four weeks. So, uh, you and That's Laura correct. Davies are next week, the f- and then two weeks hence we're going to do uh, Beth Daniel and Dottie Pepper. Okay, and then the week after that we're going to do Sally Little, uh, Martha Naus, and Nancy Lopez. Okay, well that's great. I'm glad you're doing so. it. And of course, the older players quicker than later. Because, <laughs> and, uh, we're, uh, we're, and, and um, I'm, I'm doing okay, but then 
there are some that are a little on the, you know, wiggy side. So I think uh, the more you can do that is, but I think what you're doing is just terrific. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're really hoping that in 50, hundred years, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> kids learning the game can listen to all these stories of all the golf's greats. And uh, we've already got the world golf hall of fame and the USGA uh, interested in archiving these for posterity and we hope to get uh, LPGA, PGA of America, PGA Tour, and the RNA involved as well. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's great too. Yeah. Yeah, all of that's wonderful. I think, uh, and you know, I, the history is so important, and uh, uh, and I love the history of the <clears throat> excuse me of the LPGA and and how it has evolved over all these years, and it uh, and the women that were involved in it, and and also the men mm-hmm. and. Uh, the sporting goods companies that uh, supported the tour so early on. And, uh, it, you know, they were just coming out of some of the players were just coming out of World War II. Yeah, sure. And you know, Patty was a, she joined the Marines, Patty Bird. Huh. So she was, yeah, she was a, and when she gave an order, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of speaking of history, you know, uh, Bruce. Of course, Bruce lived it. Uh, you lived it. I did. Yeah. I didn't. But having now interviewed forty three people, I've certainly learned a lot over the last, uh, say, thirteen months about the history of the men's tour and professional golf. And I'm trying to put myself on a very quick learning curve on the women's side. And Mm-hmm. You know, what, what we'll talk about Monday, and, and we'll be like sponges soaking it up, is just to hear as much as we can about the okay. history, how it developed, uh, your, your recollections yeah. of some of the founders, and, you know, just almost decade by decade, how the game evolved for you. Yeah, well, that'd be great. It's, it's uh, I go down memory lane a lot, and it's a great lane to go down. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, make sure you dust off all your old stories. And, you know, one of the things I'm going to be interested in hearing from is just how equipment availability and, and quality evolved for the women players over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, it was pretty much the same for the guys. We played men's equipment. Did you? Uh, they didn't have, yeah, they didn't have ladies clubs basically back then. And uh, I don't think any of us, well, they might have, but it was they weren't going to work for us, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we played uh, we played men's equipment. You did so okay. Was, I, you I know, think I remember learning. It might be different in the shaft and the weight uh, of the club, you know, the swing weight. Yeah. But the um, uh, but the length was pretty much standard, you know. Like, well, back in those days, forty three was the standard length of a driver, driver and now yeah. it's like four. I think, or something like that. It, they bumped all the uh, lengths of the clubs up. And uh, so, I mean, my seven iron years ago is probably an inch or two shorter than the seven iron <laughs> that they do today. Yeah. So it's, yeah. a, it, but it's still a, a men's equipment. and But they've done a lot with women. I mean, I'm not saying that either. But And uh, golf equipment is... Uh, I, I I couldn't I couldn't even begin to tell you that I I think the shaft seems to be the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to a, a golf uh, club uh, designer and I said, "Well, I, I really like your the head of the club you have." And he said, "Yeah, but it doesn't do anything until you put that shaft in it." And um, uh, 
uh, if you get the right shaft. And I think yeah. that is such a key because uh, people ask me all the time about, well, what do you think and what, what would you recommend? And I said, I have no idea yeah. because it's so much out there. I said, if you want to go to one of those demo shows, you know, they have them uh, periodically at uh, driving ranges or country clubs. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And they have all the manufacturers come out there and show their wares and everything. And I said, if you go up and down the line and if you hit maybe 10 balls for the club and you haven't hit a good one, walk on. Because it's not going to, that club is not. <laughs> yeah. So, because a lot of times you just set a club down and it just looks great. And you feel good about it, and you just hit the fire at them. And it's just a, it's a matter of confidence yeah, yeah. when you look at a club. Yeah, so yeah. club design and, you know, uh, there, but like I said, gosh, there's just – but I have to say this. Harvey always told me, I blame you first, me second, and the club third. So there you go. I never got into <laughs> blaming the equipment for my bad play. And um, uh, and I still feel that way, you know. It's it's what you do with it, and so yeah, yeah. It doesn't, you know. It it'll it it, it can help you. And Harvey never said it, it couldn't help you. But if you don't have a good swing and don't know how to do it, it's nothing's going to help you. Right. So yeah. spend more money taking a lesson than you do on a club. We heard the same thing from Lee Trevino earlier in the week, and uh, and his yeah. line, which you heard, is uh, it's the it's the it's the Indian, not the arrow, right? That's right. I mean, you know, he and, he, and talk about where how he grew up and what he played with when he was growing up. My gosh, yeah. it was like just taking a tree branch. So <laughs> he can make it work no matter what. But, uh, what a great uh, great personality and a great guy. Now, when, when you started, were you playing steel-shafted clubs, or were there any hickories uh, yeah. around? No. <laughs> well, not quite that old. Uh, no, they were steel shafts. True Temper was the, was the shaft of the day, I think. And, uh, but, you know, there was like just uh, Wilson, Spalding, and McGregor. Yeah, yeah. And that's all. There weren't any golf companies back then. Right. Yeah. It was just sporting goods companies, and they— yep. And they all made golf clubs. And, of course, but they made tennis, football. I mean, they were a sporting goods company. And so uh, 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 McGregor, I thought, had some really nice-looking woods uh, over the years. But um, I signed with Wilson, and um, so I was a Wilson girl for a long time. Yeah, well, they they were sort of Chicago-based, weren't they? Yeah, they were, and uh, but the great thing about that was, um, well, there are many great things about it. But when you signed with Wilson, the uh, requirement was that you had to uh, do clinics and exhibitions for when when you weren't on tour, or if you had a break on tour, you had some weeks off or a week off. You would the salesman would uh, take you around to some of the clubs, uh, local clubs that sold. Wilson equipment, and so we did a lot of clinics and exhibitions. But we had to go to Fort Myers for six weeks and take clinic instruction from Patty Berg. Oh my! And that, that's going to be one of the greatest experiences ever. And, and yeah. um, he definitely made me a better player. But uh, doing these these clinics and exhibitions over the years, we'd do thirty or forty of them a year. Uh, for but it was wonderful because we. 
they paid us to to do them, you know, so we made a little money on the side and and kept us um, going, and then we'd go to the next tournament. But, uh, you know, that's where I really began to learn. I didn't know it at the time. Uh, Mickey pointed it out to me years later, but but that's when I really began to learn how to, um, and, of course, Harvey gave me that chance with um, in instruction, but I began to learn how to play shots. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a, if, unless the, if the lie was good, uh, I could pretty much hit any shot I wanted. And I could go at almost any pin. And I could play almost any golf course. I didn't have to wait for a course to suit my game. Yeah, right. uh, I, could, I could, you know, make my game suit the golf course or hit the shots that I needed to hit. But I didn't think much about that. I mean, it just it just morphed into that, and you get confidence because of these clinics. You had to you had to pull these shots off. You talk about it and explain, and then you'd execute it. Yeah. Well, there was a, you know intent, and so when you got back on tour, uh, well, I got I got voted best trouble player twice. Okay. Because, well, I never thought much about it. I didn't think I was in that much trouble. <laughs> But I guess I was, but but I knew how to get out of it. Yeah. Because I knew how to play these shots. I could reroute my swing if I had to, and um, uh, and so I, I think that's one of the reasons why you know I played better than some because I could I could play hit those shots. Yeah. yeah. But it was because I I was taught. Yeah. You know, everybody can do it. It's not. I mean, I wasn't anything special or had a special talent. Everybody that had done those clinics and exhibitions did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, Carol Mann, you know, Mickey Rock, Betsy Rawls, Patty Byrne. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the list goes on. And then they kind of stopped doing that after a while. So uh, the younger players didn't get that opportunity that uh, we got when I first signed with Wilson. Yeah, I remember there, there's been several of our, our uh, male guests have talked about the same experience where – they would say as a youngster, they'd come on tour and some of the old veterans would grab them and teach them the mm-hmm. ropes of how to entertain and, and take care of your corporate clients. If you're doing an exhibition, uh, teach you good yeah. bedside manner, how to speak, how to present yourself, <laughs> how to dress the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't remember anybody grabbing me like that, but, but you did learn from watching the other players. And, and uh, of course, back then there were only about, 30 or 35 of us, but they were the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in those early years, Patty was still playing, Louis Suggs, Mickey and Betsy. Um, you know, there was some great players back in that era were still on tour, so I could, I got to learn and uh, watch them play, and uh, Marilyn Smith, of course, and um, uh, but again, they were just terrific. But they were very kind to me yeah. and very nice to me and and, uh, and took me in, so to speak. And uh, so I, I, I had a I, I had a good I had a good experience. We hope you've enjoyed this short track of For the Good of the Game. And please, wherever you listen to your podcast on Apple and Spotify, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, spread the word, and tell your friends. Until we tee it up again. For the good of the game, so long, everybody. Whack down the fairway, it went smack down the fairway. 
Then it started to slice just smidge off line It headed for two, but it bounced off nine My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay Yes, it went straight down the middle Quite a way